everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday. It is March 28th. It is 2022. We have nine NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. We got a good size Monday slate, so we know who we're calling in from the bullpen. My buddy, Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. Chief, what's happening, my friend? Nothing much, man. Doing good. Glad to be on with you. Uh, I've had a busy, busy, busy weekend, uh, but nothing nothing better to close this thing out, man, with the pod uh, going I think we're going three years strong, I think. God, it feels like three or four. So I'm just glad to be here, man, and, and come on with you yet again. What's crazy, I was looking at it the other day. Um, the first morning grind was April 4th of 2016. Um, so that's crazy. When you, like, think about it, like, we are closing in on some big numbers. But here and uh, ready to – Break down the slate, get back in the NBA side of things. Had a good weekend with NASCAR and, um, yeah, ready to talk some basketball here. We get started with Denver at Charlotte. This game has a 231 and a half total. The Nuggets, a three and a half point favorite on the Denver side of things. Jermichael Green is questionable. Campazzo is questionable. Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. remain out. Charlotte, second end of a back-to-back. We assume Gordon Hayward will still be out. We'll have to see if any other news comes out of that. But, I mean, Will, we start here with the Denver side of things. One thing that has been religious all season for years now, it seems like, big guys against Charlotte, and now we get one of, if not the best big guy in the game, going up against Charlotte. He's 12-2, but talk to me here about Denver. Talk to me about Jokic in this fantastic spot going up against your Hornets. Yeah, Jokic should have a a fantastic day. Rebounding, scoring, assisting the whole kit and caboodle. Uh, Definitely one of the top plays in the slate, even at 12-2. And I definitely think he's priced up with the dynamic pricing for this particular matchup, uh, you know, he should crush here, uh, you know, looking at, um, you know, Aaron Gordon has been playing fairly well recently, but I just, I just can't play Aaron Gordon. He's burned me on the prop side as well in terms of taking the unders. Uh, I think a pleasant surprise has been Bones Highland. Now he's 5,100. So the price isn't, I think he's kind of priced up, you know, where, where he should be only playing 20 minutes, but just, you know, really scoring the basketball. Um, but but mainly for me, man, it's Jokic, Jokic, and more Jokic in this spot. Yeah, it, it's it's Jokic. Um, I think you can take some shots on some other pieces. Bones Highland, he's just going to have to shoot, like, fantastic because they're not – they don't really want to play him a ton of minutes. Um, that run of, like, 30 minutes is over. And, and like, the production really hasn't stopped. Um, I think Bones Highland's more interesting on like a, a points prop type of thing. It's been like 11 and a half for like the last few weeks, almost every day. So you could potentially take him at 11 and a half and just hope that in his 20 minutes he gets there. Um, so I don't know how much 
Jamichael Green, if he plays or if he doesn't play, really changes anything. Uh, maybe a few extra minutes for a guy like Jeff Green. I think on a nine-game slate, we're going to have better value plays than Jeff Green, though. So it's Jokic. On the Charlotte side, I mean, LaMelo's 8,900. He's had some big games here recently. Rozier, I mean, these are your two usage players, I think is the best way to put it. Um, and we saw LaMelo have a monster game against Brooklyn on Sunday. P.J. Washington had a good game against Brooklyn on Sunday. I think if you want a run-back option, it's one of Ball or Rozier. Yeah, for sure. I think you talked about it. You know, these are guys that are going to uh, really have the ball in their hands a lot, take a lot of shots. Uh, Miles Bridges has been playing well, I I must say. I mean, over the stretch here, um, at 7,900, he, he just – he doesn't have the consistency. And, like, I feel like he's mid-30s to low-40s most nights. So, at 7,900, I'm absolutely going to pass. Yeah, I really – like I said, I think LaMelo and just hope he has, like, one of those monster games is the guy you're yep. looking at in this spot. So, Yep, for sure. Orlando at Cleveland, 215 total in this game. The Cavs a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. On the Orlando side, Isaac and Suggs are out. On the Cleveland side, Allen, Rondo, Sexton, and Wade are out. Um, Orlando, I wouldn't mind getting some exposure to Wendell Carter Jr. in this game if he wasn't 8,300. I think Orlando, outside of maybe some tournament shots on like Franz Wagner, it's just not a team I want to play today. Um, a tough matchup against Cleveland. Cleveland should control this game with no issues. So, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're absolutely too expensive. You talked about Wendell Carter at 83. Uh, could he hit some ceiling here? Absolutely. Do I think it's worth the risk? No. Price is definitely too high. Um, probably just prop plays for me with Orlando. Uh, more specifically, probably Cole Anthony assists. He usually has been coming in around five and a half and I think you just take the over there. He's he's proven that he can pretty much hit that number most games. So that's really about it for me on the uh, Orlando side, unless something random happens and Cole Anthony gets ruled out and Mo Bamba gets ruled out. And even then, uh, because of the pricing, Franz is 61. Maybe I'd be interested in Franz if all those guys sat. All in all, I, I'm, I'm going to let the Orlando Magic sit on the shelf today. Yeah, and even on, like, the Cleveland side – yeah, the matchup's fantastic against the Magic. I could see Garland having like a 45 to 50 fantasy point game. Um, Mobley, 7,700. He really hasn't been like paying off this price tag. Market in 66. He's kind of priced up now. I think overall, Will, this is a game I'm probably just going to stay away from. I think the only guy that I have some interest in here is Levert. 36 minutes last time out against Chicago. If he is back in that starting lineup, if he's back to playing big minutes, he's 5,600 going up against Orlando Magic. Um, I would take some tournament shots on him. Yeah, for sure. I think I think that's definitely the read. And here's something I want to ask you, Stevie, which it's, it's kind of a rhetorical question, but I do, I do still want you to ask, answer it. What in the world are the Cavs doing with Kevin Love? I mean, his minutes Saving him just, for the playoffs? Uh, I mean, I'm standing – 
I'm standing by this. I, I've been saying it. Cleveland's in a good spot. They, there's a great chance to make the playoffs where they're at right now. They're probably going to end up being the sixth or seventh seed. And I think at that point you want Kevin Love to be healthy. I can roll with that. Because, I mean, man, it, Kevin it's Love the only is thing that makes sense in monster. my head, Will. It's the only thing that makes sense. I, I get it. Because, I mean – as Steve, as you know, good spot. I mean, 17 minutes, 33 minutes, 20, 24, 31, 17, 18, 34, 22. It, it just, there's no rhyme or reason. We're going to go with your theory, saving it for the playoffs. That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> it's the only thing that remotely makes any kind of sense. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not really playing anybody from Cleveland, probably outside of Levert. Garland at 10 3, that's a tough ask, especially in a game where they should, they should beat the Magic. I just, I can't do it. All right. We got Atlanta at Indiana taking on the Pacers. 235 total in this game. The Hawks, a seven point favorite. On the Atlanta side of things, Bogdanovich is questionable. Collins is out. Gallinari is questionable. On the Pacers' side of this game, Fitzdays is questionable. Brogdon, Duarte, Jackson, McConnell, Rubio, Turner, Warner, Warren are all out, and Dwayne Washington is questionable. Start here with Atlanta. Atlanta should have no problem here on the road. I think this is an interesting spot depending on who plays. If Bogdanovich and Gallinari sit, I think that opens up Herter. It opens up Hunter. You could take some shots there at these prices in this great matchup. Um, I mean, you can always play Trey Young. He's just 10-8, so you're going to need a ceiling type of game. He's averaging 60 fantasy points against this team in three meetings. So, I mean, the upside is certainly there. Talk to me about the Hawks, Will. Yeah, man, listen, the Hawks have got to win this game. Uh, Not that the Knicks are going to catch them. The Knicks are just kind of too far back at this point. But maybe they can jock for some playoff seating between eight, nine, and ten. Um, unless unless Cleveland goes on a massive slide and the Raptors go on a massive slide, um, eight, nine, and ten, they're kind of just trading spaces with wins and losses, right? So uh, I definitely think the Hawks want to want to win this game if they could possibly creep up into the eight seed, like like you talked about. That gives them two shots. At, uh, at, at trying to get into the playoffs now, which I think is, is fairly interesting. So, um, you know, all in all, both of these teams are two of the worst teams in the league on defense, Stevie. That's something you, know, you dig through the defensive efficiency numbers and you see that. So uh, I like Clint Capella here. Uh, I think this is a, you know, a, a good spot for him against a team that's just, man, really struggling, especially with as John Collins continues to be out or some of these other guys happen to sit. I think this is a good spot for DeAndre Hunter. Also a really good spot for Trey Young as well at 10-8. I don't like the price at 10-8, but because these guys are in the hunt, I'm willing to take a stab at Trey here and kind of, I don't want to say overpay because he can definitely get in the 60s, but I think overspin to be slightly contrarian here in a tasty spot against Indiana. On the Pacer side of this game, Halliburton's 9,200. Um, I think that is a little much to ask from him. What are your thoughts here on the Pacers? Yeah, I mean, the Pacers are a mixed bag because 
you know, all these guys are sitting. Uh, it it really is a good spot for Howie, right? That I think that's the dilemma. This is a really good spot because Atlanta is just as bad on defense as they are. Uh, and we've seen teams just kind of keep up with them. Uh, you know, Justin Anderson, he's going to play big minutes. Like, he's someone you're probably going to want to invest in this slate, right? At 4,700, playing 35 minutes against the Hawks, I love it. Lance Stevenson, is he someone we can play? Maybe, right? Maybe. Uh, you've got O.J. Percet, who's going to be hanging around playing 30-plus minutes, 35-plus minutes. Jalen Smith's going to be playing some, some minutes, and then especially if Goga sits. If Goga is out, Jalen Smith should, should have another really nice performance. So uh, those are kind of the guys that, that I'm looking at. All right, we got Sacramento at Miami taking on the Heat, 220 total in this game. The Heat, 13.5-point favorites in this one. On the Sacramento side, Terrence Davis, De'Aaron Fox, Rashawn Holmes, Sabonis all out. On the Miami side, Hero, Caleb Martin questionable, P.J. Tucker questionable, Gabe Vincent questionable. Um, so on Sacramento, I mean, Mitchell is 7,400. It's a really tough matchup, but the usage is just going to be through the roof um, with these guys out. So it, it's one of those situations, damn if you do, damn if you don't. Um you know, do you trust the do you trust the matchup or not? Um, I think is the the biggest thing here uh, for Mitchell. Or do you? Or do, I mean, you you can't really trust the matchup, but do you trust the usage? I think is the is the right question. I mean, 23, 24, and twenty eight percent in the last three games. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Davion Mitchell has been playing out of his mind with all of these guys out. De'Aaron Fox on the shelf, Halliburton gone, Buddy Heald gone, Sabonis not playing, Rashawn I mean, he's pretty much had the whole field himself. Another person that's been playing pretty well is pretty good as well. Harrison Barnes just getting minutes and uh, and playing fairly well. Dante DiVincenzo getting minutes. I think these are all guys you can look at, especially when, you know, DiVincenzo's in the 30s now. Uh, he's a, a value we, guy we can look at. Uh, hasn't gotten the complete price increase like Davion Mitchell because Davion's cracked 40 plus, right? Multiple times since the guys have sat. Uh, but when you're getting 30 plus from DiVincenzo or close to 30 around 5,500, I think, I mean, I think that's valuable uh, on this slate. So, yeah, they're playing the Miami Heat. Maybe they sit Butler because I do know that uh, Caleb and all those guys played yesterday. Caleb Butler, um, basically everybody that was kind of questionable they played. Perhaps they sit on a back-to-back, you know, because they're – when you look at the Heat, uh, they, I think they can end up anywhere from two to four. Well, well, two to five, I think, maybe, I guess, if they kind of went on a skid. But uh, they absolutely – I definitely think they want to win, and the Sacramento Kings have nothing to play for. So it's kind of a win-win on both sides. Like Mitchell, don't love Mitchell at the 7400 price. Really like DiVincenzo. Yeah, I really like DiVincenzo as well. He's someone that, you know, we, we've been talking about. I think his price is starting to get really close to catching up to, like, the production. You know, when we first started talking about DiVincenzo, he's $1,000 cheaper than this. So, um, tough matchup for Trey Lyles. Tough matchup for Harrison Barnes. Um, 
I don't mind these guys in large field tournaments. Um, I don't even hate like maybe taking a shot on Alex Lynn in large field tournaments here. On the Miami side, I mean, if this game stays remotely close, Jimmy Butler should crush at 8,300, especially if Hero ends up sitting. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Hero sits here with the knee. Um, this is a matchup they should have no problem crushing. Yeah, they shouldn't. And I mean, Kyle Lowry, man, like, is and and Kyle Lowry isn't old, right? But what what's going on with Lowry this season? I mean, he's had some splashes, but man, his his upside is just gone, like not existent almost in, in most games. And I mean, I know they got a lot of players. All the depots back. He's playing minutes. Jimmy Butler's there. Duncan Robinson, you know, the whole kit and caboodle. I'm with you. Butler, definitely in play. And I also don't hate Bam. I know he's 8K, um, but, you know, this could be a spot where he really, really has a nice day. And also, I, I meant to mention this, too, and I, I'm sorry about that, but, um, you know, Damian Jones has been priced up now. So just in case anybody was wondering why, like, I, I, I'm not playing him at 5K. Sorry, I hate to double back, but, you know, he was 30-something hundred last week when it made a lot more sense to play him. All right, cruising along here. We got Chicago at New York taking on the Knicks. 223 and a half total in this game. The Bulls, a four and a half point favorite. Knicks, second end of a back to back. Bulls, no Lonzo ball, um, still out. So we'll have to kind of see as far as the Knicks go. I feel like it's been the same guys out for the Knicks um, for what, the last couple weeks now, anyway. Chicago side of this game, I mean, the Knicks on the second end of a back-to-back, they barely beat Detroit on Sunday, and the Knicks are in a position where they need to win every game, and I just don't know if they're good enough to win this one. Um, talk to me here about Chicago. Yeah, I definitely think Chicago is a better team. I want to make this one quick, uh, simple, sweet, and quick. You can play Vooch here. He's in play. You can play DeRozan here. You can play Levine. My absolute favorite play, even though all these guys are back, is Alex Caruso. But, uh, Knicks have really struggled at the point guard position. Like Caruso, uh, don't hate Kobe White as well. I mean, I think this is a spot where he can get some upside going. But I'm telling you, man, Alex Caruso, if he's going to get 30-plus minutes here, this is a pristine spot. Fallis Caruso, love him at 5,600. Yeah, outside of him, though, I mean, with everybody healthy, it's tough. I I think I like Vooch the most, but I don't know if he has enough ceiling to pay off this price tag. Um, I could see DeRozan or Levine having good games. It's just they're like their own little big three, and it's tough when they're playing – healthy um basketball because i mean that's why i said i think caruso is probably the best option here at his price but honestly i don't even i don't necessarily even love caruso i think he's just in play and then on the Knicks side of things um i mean rj is 84 randall's 94 burks is 59 mitch rob 55 i just the pricing yeah, I don't mind some of these guys. It's just the pricing is high. Well, and then RJ's got the no Randall in the lineup bump too, and which he was creeping up anyway because he's still taking a lot of shots. But you know, he was like 
upper 7K and not cracking that 8K range with Randall, still putting up the numbers. I think this is still a non-Randall type bump. Um, and unless they hold Randall out, Randall played on the previous slate um, against Detroit. Unless they hold him out, I, I don't want to pay 8400 for RJ in a matchup. While it should be competitive, I fully expect the Bulls to, to go into Madison Square Garden and, 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 and pull out a win here. So I, I'm kind of just not interested in hardly any pieces of this game for me. Uh, outside of Caruso being my number one, I'm with you. I do like Vucci. All right, moving on. We got Boston at Toronto, 219 total in this game. The Celtics opened as a favorite and the line moved towards Toronto. Boston's on the second end of a back-to-back. Do we know if they ruled somebody out or something here? Um because I, I feel found anything yet. Because I, I feel like the line movement suggests that like so Al Horford's out. I saw that. Um Robert Williams is out. Tatum might sit, is what I read. Um so we'll kind of have to see because I mean Jalen Brown was questionable going into Sunday's game. So if Tatum doesn't play. As far as Toronto is concerned, no Bonga, no Flynn, Gary Trent Jr. questionable. So, well, what we're looking at here for Boston, no Williams, no Horford. Tatum said in his report that he may sit out Monday's game against Toronto. Just general soreness. This is interesting. Um, if, if Brown plays... If Smart plays, no Tatum, both of those guys. And then you can look at a guy like Grant Williams at 4,400 in this matchup. I think you could potentially play some Daniel Tice at 3,700. Like Boston's going to be one of those teams we're going to be attacking in this spot. Yeah, Derek White's going to probably crush here. I mean, he'll have shots galore if that's the case, which I know Jalen Brown will – continue to just jack up shots in this spot in which Toronto is going to be a really up tempo spot, but I'm with you on Grant Williams, uh, Marcus Smart. Those should be two staples for sure. Um, we talked about Tice who he's already getting, you know, role player minutes anyway. So he probably creeps up maybe what 25, 26 TV you think, but I, I, I'd give him that he's playing around 18 right now. So uh, that that's kind of the vein I would be in. Uh, and Boston, you know, while they're the number one seed, if they want to stay number one, they've got to keep winning, right? So it's this weird conundrum in the East where one, two, three, and four are all pretty tight, all separated by a half game or less. Um, and then you've got like five, six, seven, where they're kind of this group, and you've got eight, nine, and ten in a group. And so uh, if Boston wants to have home court advantage, they got to keep winning. I definitely think if they can give it a go, if one of the guys has to sit, the other's going to play. On the Toronto side, I mean, Tatum potentially being out. And, I mean, Van Vliet, he's not on the injury report, so we're kind of assuming that he's going to be good to go. He barely played Saturday. I know. So, 
he was super he's super banged up gary trent's banged up right now um i mean that's when like scotty barnes and pascal siakam become super interesting yeah for sure they've got him priced up too scotty's 8k and siakam is 9300 so in the event we get uh point scotty like at 8k he's it's still reasonable. He could get 45, 50, um, but you're going to have to pay for it. We're not getting, you know, 6,907 case points, Scotty. So uh, I, I, I always like Siakam, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, sorry, in competitive matchups. Um, but I, I've, I've done really well this season, avoiding trying to attack the Boston Celtics. Now, if they have a lot of pieces out, then clearly that's going to change things, right? Like Rob will be out will change things already. If Tatum sits, then I'm a lot more interested in the Toronto side, and it will mainly be Pascal Siakam. All right. This is one of those games you're going to have to really pay attention to the injury news. It's a 730 game. You could potentially get this news early in the day um, and be able to adjust off of that, but pay attention to the news on this one. We got San Antonio at Houston, 237 and a half total in this one. The Spurs, a six and a half point favorite. On the San Antonio side, McDermott and Langford out. Um, Lonnie Walker questionable. And on the Houston side, they're good to go. So starting here with San Antonio, I mean, DeJounte Murray is obvious as one of the top plays on the slate, but he's 11 K. So the price makes it tough. I think this might be a shot or, or a spot. You take shots on maybe Keldon Johnson and Jakob Podol. Um, but I do think Murray is just, he's a top end play every slate. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm with you. And, and what I was going to mention to Steve, you, you did mention Podol, but I, I think Podol's, this is this should be an upside game for him. Houston's really struggled inside. Um, I, I feel like they give up most points to centers, but don't don't quote me on that completely. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm right, but I, I don't want to make it official. Bottom line though, Houston is awful inside. Um, so Poto is kind of a guy that's on my list today. Um, and Dejounte Murray at 11K. As long as this game can stay reasonably close, he should absolutely crush. Steve, you know, I got a chance to kind of watch a little bit of the uh, um, Spurs-Pelicans game over the weekend. And DeJounte, man, I mean, if you just watch him, he's just putting up numbers, Stevie. Had 15, 13, and 11, and did it with ease. Like, it wasn't even hard for him. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, he shot, I know he shot four for 19, didn't have the best shooting day. But if you just watch him play, man, he, I mean, he's really getting the job done this season. So this should be another spot where he can come out and get everything done. Somebody else who looked pretty good on Saturday. Um, I know they only shot 41%, but that was Josh Richardson, Stevie. And so at 4,700, I don't hate him uh, against uh, Houston, especially, especially um, with, with, uh, with Vassal back, he should come off the bench and, and kind of be, you know, more of a primary score off the bench. So at 4,700 against Houston, really don't hate that at all. Now, on the Houston side of this game, you know, Christian Wood, 8,200. Seems like he has a big game every once in a blue moon. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. has been consistent, but it's not like consistently paying off this price tag. 
Jalen Green has a little bit of upside. Um, I wish Sengun was getting more minutes. I think like in large field tournaments, you can hope for like a 25 minute game from him and hope he crushes. And then, I mean, Dennis Schroeder is somewhat interesting if they're going to run him out for, you know, 28 minutes a night. So what are your thoughts here on the Houston side? Yeah, those are my thoughts. And I, I think I talked about that last week when uh, Dennis Schroeder was like 3,900 in, in a really good spot last week. And it's like, look, I mean, I think they were playing Portland, I think. And you saw what he was able to do, 43 steals, uh, one block, three assists, two rebounds. But then against Portland again, played 29 minutes, 10 points, four steals, one block, 10 assists, two rebounds. And I'm not saying the stocks are going to be there, but the scoring should be there, the assists should be there. Um, so Schroeder at 5K, if he's going to get – 26 27 minutes i don't hate rolling him out because he can't he does have some upside uh after that though i'm really not interested in houston i think they're starting to do some weird things with the rotations and maybe that was just one game we'll see uh but as we get down closer to the end of the season i want to be a lot more selective with the people i play houston's just not going to make the cut for me mostly yeah i'm kind of struggling um because i mean this game I said it's juicy. It's a 238 total. Um, it opened at 237. It's already kind of getting bet up. It it has the highest implied team or highest implied total on the slate. So I mean, for that reason, I think I'll just take roll some dices and take some shots here. Um, and just you know, kind of game stack this game, but the upside it definitely seems there. Golden State at Memphis. 222 and a half total in this game. Memphis is a 10 point favorite in this one. Um, back to back for Golden States, we likely won't see Clay Thompson, according to Kerr. We likely won't see Draymond Green, according to Kerr. And we likely won't see Otto Porter Jr., according to Kerr. On the Memphis side, Brandon Clark, Jaron Jackson Jr. are questionable. John Moran is out. Um, obviously, huge difference if these guys are in or out uh, as far as Golden State. I think it's interesting, right, Will? You know, we got two of the best teams in the West facing off against each other, but so many main pieces missing. And these both of these teams are just kind of cruising to the two and three seed right now. Um, as far as, like, Golden State goes, we'll start with them. Jordan Poole is 8,100. Wiggins is 6,800. I think they're obviously staple type of plays. Kaminga, Looney, Peyton Jr. Um, all these guys in play here for Golden State with these guys out. Um, you could even maybe take some shots on Bielitsa. Yeah, for sure. Um and you look at, and maybe it's a little bit of sticker shot with Jordan Poole, but he's earned his price tag with, with Curry out, Steve. I mean, you look at these last few games here, 39, 38, 49, 45, 42. The problem is he's priced a lot closer to the ceiling that he's shown, right? Um, so th that's, I think, my only pause for concern. Uh, the person who's not quite priced for their ceiling is Andrew Wiggins at 6,800. Um you know, I'm not saying the guy's going to go out for 50, but I mean, if he puts up 40 fantasy points at this price, if you told me right now Andrew Wiggins was going to score 40 fantasy points, I plug him in at 6,800. So 
Uh, like that a lot. You talked about Kaminga. You talked about Bielitsa. Uh, you know, Kevon Looney at 4,300 should play pretty good minutes here. Um, not the most upside in the world, but when you got to deal with Steven Adams, uh, I don't mind rolling the dice. Memphis side of this game, Desmond Bain, 7,900. Matchup's going to be a little bit better. Um, obviously, Triple J being in or out is huge because, I mean, if Clark is out too, then, like, someone like Kyle Anderson might have to play, like, 30 minutes in this game. Oh, yeah. Um, Tillman, I think, is the other one, right? Tillman might have to play, like, 25 minutes in this game. So, definitely be paying attention to this Memphis news. But I think the main piece here is Desmond Bain at 7,900. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's a little bit of sticker shot with him too, but he's kind of the main guy right now in terms of scoring and overall production. But I did want to go back to this, Steven. I'm with you, man. One of, if these guys sit like Jaron Jackson, one of Kyle Anderson or Tilly um, or uh, Xavier Tillman, I think, is really going to blow through that price tag. Uh, we do, we definitely know that slow-mo Anderson is able to put up 30-plus fantasy points because of the peripheral action. And then we know Xavier Tillman is just able to get out there and do the dirty work pick up, you know, pick up a handful of rebounds, handful of points, and uh, look at the end of the night, he's got 25 fantasy points. I'd accept that for 3,500 for sure. So definitely like those guys. Tyus Jones is priced up. I, I'm I'm willing to roll the dice against a, a watered-down Golden State team uh, in this spot. Memphis at home, uh, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate that spot there. All right, we finish out the slate. It's a two-hour gap between – all the games that we just talked about in this last one, it's the Thunder and it's the Trailblazers. It's a 221 total. The Thunder, a two and a half point favorite. Hold your beer for a second. Um, Baisley, doubtful. Dort, Favors, Giddy, SGA, Jerome, Mascala, Williams, out. And on the Portland side, Bledsoe, Hart, Ingles, Lillard, Little, Nurkic, Simons, Watford, Winslow out. Um, we'll start with OKC. I mean, it's crazy because there's so many people out on both sides of this game. I think Isaiah Roby at 5,200 is very interesting. I think someone like Trey Mann um, is someone interesting. Maldon at 4,500, I think, is probably the best value of these guys. Um, almost forgot about him. And then in tournaments, you could even take a shot on, like, Lindy Waters here. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Thunder? Yeah, for sure. Maladon is probably uh, the play, right? The price, minutes. Don't hate Trey Mann, but I think he's priced up uh, appropriately now. Um, you know, is Andrew Wiggins going to pick up minutes? Maybe, but he's not, you know, he's he's not nearly as good of a play as, as Maladon. And also, you talked about Roby at 5,200. Uh, I definitely think that's a that's a great call, especially if he plays. If he can get 33 minutes again, that would be amazing, and uh, we could squeeze him in there. If Baisley sits, which he is doubtful, I definitely think Poku's going to come into play. So when you look at these OKC Thunder, Poku, Maladon, uh, Roby, those could be three staple pieces for you in this spot um, where they are able to uh, uh, really take it to Portland here. I mean, it should be a pretty up, 
up-tempo game, should be back and forth. I know Portland's at home, uh, but I don't care. The OKC Thunder, these three young pieces, should be able to put something together for us. Very excited about this, but actually one of my favorite games on the night on both sides. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, this is just one of those spots where it's it's juicy. Um, both sides. I mean, the Portland side, too. Like, Eubanks is going to have to play 30-plus minutes in this game. Williams, he's going to have to play 30-plus minutes in this game. Um LB Chris Dunn at 4,400. You know, he's someone that should get decent minutes in this game. Macklemore is someone that's been playing around like 20 minutes a night. Um, Keon Johnson is interesting at 3,900. He's been playing some minutes here recently. So everybody, <laughs> like this game is like your hammer game and it's all your value plays. Yeah, man, for sure. I mean, just big time value plays. You know, you talked about Eubanks, who's priced up now. And, uh, you know, with Watford out, I, I definitely think that should secure LB minutes because there's no, you know, like you talk about, no heart, no Winslow. Uh, so LB might be a really good play, Stevie, at 4,600. I think he's actually going to become one of my favorite plays from this game in general. Um, you mentioned Keon Josh as well. Oh, which he's going to have to play minutes now, but but Ellaby might be one of my favorites on the slate. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who do you like? Man, listen, I'm going to go right back where we started here, not where we started, where we ended. Give me Ellaby. Good spot for him, 4,600. There's some other guys out there that I really like. But with all these guys out for Portland, God, it feels like we're going to be unleashing the beast here. Um, there's another guy in the same game I'm sure you probably like, Stevie, but I'm, I'm going to stick with Ellaby. Yeah, I thought you were going to take my guy. You're like, oh, I'm going back to the game we just finished. I was like, is he really going to take Theo Maldon? Um, <laughs> that's my dude. Like, this is a guy that I was playing when he was getting 20 minutes. Now he's getting 30-plus minutes. He's 4,500. I think he's the best value play on the entire slate. Um, so definitely, definitely like him in this spot. Uh, over 8K to go under 5X. Who is your bust today? Yeah, despite the really good spot, give me Darius Garland at 10-3. I just don't think he even has to perform right at that level to get in there today. Uh, take me under for sure. All right. Um, I think I'm going to go Julius Randle. 9,400 going up against this team. I, I think I'd go Randle. Who's your favorite 6X play on the slate? Well, and this, this one was kind of a toss-up for me um, because of the the price. I'm, I'm going all the way up today, man. Give me Jokic against Charlotte. I mean, you got to think the guy has massive upside today. Going up top, don't let me down, Jokic. Yeah, I mean, he should crush. Um, it, the matchup is just fantastic, so – I hear you on that one. Um, I'm going back to that game that we kind of just finished with. I'm going to go Drew Eubanks. Um, just with Watford out now, like he's going to have to play 30 to 35 minutes in this game. So I'll go to Eubanks. Who's your let's get weird GPP play of the day? Talked about this guy in the beginning, Nick struggling against point guards. Give me Alex Caruso, 5,300. 
Uh, I definitely think that's got to be a, a let's get weird team. I don't see many people running to play for Russo today. I'm going to go Keldon Johnson for San Antonio. I think this is a really good spot here against Houston. This matchup, if this game can stay somewhat close, um, I think Keldon Johnson could have a 40, 45 point fantasy night here. So I'll go Keldon Johnson. Will, any, uh, any bets standing out to you here? Well, I mean, right off the top of my head, my assumption, this is my assumption, Stevie. Now, I, I could be wrong. Uh, my assumption is uh, um, Jokic is going to come in around 12 and a half rebounds. I'm just going to take the over. And I haven't checked, but that, that's my assumption. Uh, if he comes at 13 and a half, that'd be, that'd be real interesting. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm taking the over on 12 and a half for sure. There's like a 90% chance I write this up on scores and odds tomorrow. But if you're a morning grind listener, you're getting a freebie here. Um, Theo Malden, his point prop has been kind of hovering around like 12, 12 and a half. Um, if it is 12 and a half in this spot, pound it. Just just pound it. Um, so I By the way, Jokic 13 and a half plus 105 on the over. There you go. Um, I was going to look and see if Maldon's prop is up yet. I highly doubt it is. But yeah, let's see. I, don't see. I don't see it on DK at least. Yeah, I don't see it either. Um, all right. Well, Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, sir. It's been a blast. MLB's here next week, Stevie. My goodness. Let the fun begin. Can't wait. Um, that's going to wrap it up here. For Monday, we'll be back tomorrow talking more hoops. Good luck, everyone. Have a wonderful Monday.